Hey, what's going on, black people? What's happening? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Um, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I want to jump out here and talk to you guys about a crazy interview that I just saw. I just saw Kamala Harris speak with Charlemagne the God. Uh, I didn't know this interview was happening, but apparently Charlemagne has a new TV show, and I wish him the very best. Charlemagne's a very nice guy. I've known him for about 15 years now. And uh, they had an interview, <clears throat> and... Uh, it really got testy. I don't know if anybody saw the interview, but it was really interesting. Um, he, you know, Charlemagne is a guy that knows how to push buttons. <clears throat> he pushed Kamala's buttons big time, and uh, Kamala got pissed. I mean, she got livid. Uh, in fact, I'm going to show you all a picture. If you watch it on Dr. Boyce TV, you'll see the picture. If you're watching on Instagram, uh, I'll just describe it for you. But literally, there was a point where, uh, where Kamala got up and, like, kind of wagged her finger at Charlemagne. It was like, like, no, Joe Biden is the president. It, it was crazy. It was the craziest thing I ever saw where literally uh, he just he just went off on it or she just went off on him because um, he had, you know, Charlemagne's a guy that deliberately knows how to get under your skin. And uh, he does a very good job of doing that. And I thought it was really, really cool. But anyway, let me uh, go and do me a favor. Shout out what city you're from. I always like to see what city you're coming from. And I always start off by greeting all my intelligent black people, all the black folks who uh, don't fall for the okie doke. I'm looking for black people who don't, who are not sheep. All sheep uh, should be uh, leaving the building now. If you are a sheep, please leave. Uh, all the black people that are in this building are leaders. Uh, they want the community to be better. You want to be intelligent. You want to build wealth. You want to build your community. You ain't scared of white folks. You're looking to do something better with yourselves. If you're in that category, shout yourselves out. I see Ron from Indianapolis and the Life and Times of the Unconventional from D.C., Frank from Atlanta, uh, D.L. Petway from Kentucky. I see that Kentucky. I see you. I'm from Kentucky. Uh, Houston, uh, Glenn Burney. Glenn Burney. I don't know what Glenn Burney is. Is that a city? Uh, Orlando, Cranford, New Jersey. Waterbury, Connecticut, Philadelphia, D.C., Philly. I love Philly. Uh, Beverly, too. Philly's a wonderful city. All right, so here we go. Here's what's going on. All right, so this interview with Charlemagne and, and Kamala, uh, I guess there's a saw, There's a show, uh, uh, is it The God's Truth or something like that, that Charlemagne has on Comedy Central. And uh, I think it's a great show for him. I think that he's a great host for this show. I think he had Dr. Claude Anderson on, and y'all know I'm a fan of that. Uh, every Wednesday night, we are analyzing Dr. Claude Anderson's book, Black Labor, White Wealth. It's right here. Uh, if you want to know if I'll ever be on Charlemagne's show, you guys know I was on The Breakfast Club about four times. I don't think I'll ever end up on Charlemagne's show, and I'm okay with that because I have my own platform. But I don't think I'll end up on that show because I I, I had to, I had to kind of be honest about this really horrible woman by the name of Angela Rye, who was a friend of Charlemagne's. And I think that that kind of <laughs> threw a monkey wrench. I didn't know he and uh, Angela were that close. So, uh, you know, sometimes when you speak the truth, sometimes it pisses people off, but I, I can't stop doing that. So I don't know if I'll ever be on the show, but I'm okay with that uh, because uh, this is the reason why I believe black people have to have our own platforms. Uh, because when you have your own platform, you own your own media, uh, you don't need people's permission. You don't need white folks to co-sign on nothing. You can do what you're going to do and that, you know, and you don't have to ask permission. So, so I'm very, very happy with the million subscribers we have online. <clears throat> that works out really, really well for me. And I just wish Charlemagne the absolute best because he is a very nice guy and he always treated me with respect. Uh, years ago, I gave him my book, What If George Bush Were a Black Man? He asked for a copy. He said he would read it. And I didn't. I said, OK, yeah, sure, whatever. I didn't think he was going to read it. He actually read it. I think he actually read the book. So <clears throat> he is trying his best to be, um, you know, a serious black man. Now, is he going to get canceled for the interview? He might. He might. Here's the interesting thing. I'm going to break down a couple of things about this interview. 
that really got me thinking. I was literally watching and I was making notes as I was watching. I was like, ooh, 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 whoa, whoa. And uh, and so so what really stood out, the biggest thing that stood out is that this interview was exactly like the interview that uh, Charlemagne had with Joe Biden. Give me a yes or no in the chat if you remember the interview that Charlemagne had with Joe Biden during the election. Anybody remember that interview where Charlemagne and Joe Biden uh, went head to head and Joe Biden got pissed off that he, so pissed off that he had to end, end the interview early. Some guy, you know, so so Charlemagne's asking him the good questions, really kind of like jabbing him in his gut. And, and and Charlemagne doesn't give up. If you notice, if you watch the interview with Kamala, he kind of hit the same issue over and over and over again. In this case, it had to do with this Democrat by the name of Joe Manchin. Honestly, I don't really pay much attention to this guy, but I do know he's out there. And uh, and kept trying to get Kamala to kind of break Break the blue wall, the blue wall of silence. The blue wall of silence is not just for the police. The blue wall of silence is the wall within the Democratic Party where they will, you know, because they want to maintain this coalition uh, where they got you lumped in with, with you know, everybody who, who believes all kinds of weird things. Like, for example, a dude can just decide to become a woman. <laughs> he can be a man on Thursday and a woman on Tuesday and then go out here and compete and, and, and against women in, in track and field and basketball and boxing. And that's and you're supposed to think that's normal. Right. So that be, and, and for the sake of the coalition. She's defending this guy, uh, Manchin, who uh, it sounds to me like Charlemagne feels like the guy's a racist. And Charlemagne kept asking the same question over and over and over again. And then eventually Kamala just, Kamala just explodes. You know, she she's like, no, Joe Biden is the president of this country. And then when, when she starts getting irate in the interview, you hear somebody pop in like, uh, excuse me, uh, can you hear? Uh, we, we don't know. Can you hear her, Charlemagne? We don't know if you get like they're pretending like Kamala can't hear him or he can't hear Kamala. It was all bullshit. It was all absolute bullcrap. They know how to do audio in, you know, in these expensive New York studios or L.A., wherever the hell he's shooting from. They know how to do audio and video when they're interviewing the vice president. of. I don't know. What do y'all think? Give me a yes or no. Do you think that maybe that this this multi-million dollar show understands how to properly connect their audio? What do y'all think? What do y'all think? Or do you think that they, they had a wardrobe malfunction, like a little glitch in the system? Something went wrong. They forgot to plug in Kamala's mic. What y'all think happened right there? Right? Come on now. So it was crazy to me because it was just like the interview with Biden. In both cases, the interview was won by technical knockout. It was the referee jumped in and said, stop the fight, stop the fight. In Biden's case, when Charlemagne got Biden to kind of start flipping out, and he started pulling out the MasterCard. Remember that? He pulled out the, not the MasterCard. I got a MasterCard in my wallet. He pulled out the MasterCard. I ain't got one of those. I, I don't want one of those. He pulled out the MasterCard and said, well, if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. Remember that? And the guy saw, he's like, excuse me, Charlemagne. Some guy came in. He seemed like, he seemed like he, he might be one of those, like, you know, he wasn't exactly like, that. he was like, hey, Charlemagne, we're going to stop this interview. He's like, excuse me, I'm Charlemagne. I'm I'm sorry, but but the the president's going to have to go, or or candidate Biden or Senator Biden is going to have to go. And, and I remember that, right? So the same thing happened with Kamala, exact same thing. Now, I don't know about y'all, I don't see a lot of interviews where the uh, president or vice president is in an interview and gets so flustered that somebody's got to come in and cut the interview off. Have y'all, do y'all see this very often? I don't see it. I don't see it. This Shout out to Charlemagne. I mean, that's two for two, two for oh, oh and two, something, whatever you, however you want to call it. Like this man, I mean, that was a great questioning. I said, good job, 
black man. Good job. So so here's here's my thought, right? Sometimes I don't just uh oh I don't sometimes I don't just want to know what I think. I know what I think. I, I kind of know that pretty well. I'd like to know also what other people think. So do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. I'm gonna read uh some of the comments that I saw on the interview. You, you know, when you listen to the voice of the people. Uh, you can really get some insights into where people are. So the first thing I did here <clears throat> was on my Twitter. My Twitter is Dr. Boyce Watkins one, Dr. Boyce Watkins one. And don't forget, I need we need, I need y'all to follow me because I'm trying to get out here and tell the truth. And the more people that support the platform, the easier it is for us to get out there. So uh, make sure if you're not following on Twitter, I hope you will do that. Now it's Dr. Boyce Watkins and then the number one, Dr. Boyce Watkins one. So uh, if you look at the Twitter uh, here, um, I did a poll. Right. So I polled uh, my crowd. My crowd is intelligent black people. We ain't got too many ignorant uh, fools out here. We, we have we have black folks that actually want to be better. And I ran the poll not too long ago. And I said, are you a fan of Kamala Harris? Ninety point seven percent of you said no. Ninety point seven percent of you said no. So I want to ask you all a question. Let's do a straw poll. How many of you? Yes or no? Yes or no? Are you a fan of Kamala Harris? Are you a supporter? Like, do you think Kamala is good for the world? Do you, are you happy, you know, with, with Kamala's existence? You know, do you think, do you hear the name Kamala Harris and get inspired? Or do you kind of say, you know, uh, she can go eat eat goat cheese and get out of my face? What? How do y'all feel? What, what's your position on Kamala Harris? Okay. All right. So I'm seeing some no's. I'm seeing a lot of nopes and no's. Now, remember, you're, you're not the average Negro. No, there are no Negroes in the building, honestly, and because you're, you're a little bit different. You know, like we don't appeal to everybody. We appeal to maybe 20 percent of black people. Then they then there's another 20 or 30 percent. They hear what we have to say. Then they get so pissed off that they <laughs> they can't take it no more because what we say is so different from the preexisting narrative, because I believe in questioning everything. I believe that in order to be black and to be effective and to be successful in this world, you must question everything. You must challenge everything. You must be afraid of nothing. You must not fit into any status quo. You cannot follow along and do what everybody else is doing because the rest of the community is dying, unfortunately. You got too many situations out here where black people are being killed in the streets. Chicago had a thousand murders this year. Ain't nowhere, ain't nowhere you can go in Chicago without worrying about getting shot. And, and these Democrats are running those districts. You mean to tell me you can't protect nobody? Well, somebody said, because somebody approached me today about buying some investment property in Southside Chicago. And they were like, oh, it's on 67th and whatever. I said, wait, okay, wait, 67th. Is it is it the good block or the bad block? Is it the block where 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 the sun is shining or is it the block where it rains every day? Or is it the, is it the block where the children can play outside or is it the block where 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 little babies get a get take a couple bullets before kindergarten? I can't remember which one. And, and they said, oh, no, this will be near the, the Obama library. So they're going to make sure that's safe. So I'm like, wait, you mean to tell me? And again, this is I know these things. I sometimes I ask facetious questions just to be kind of an asshole. That's why people avoid me because I can I can I do these things, right? Because I have to just tell the truth. So I'm like, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that these some of these blocks where they cannot keep black people safe suddenly become magically safe once all the little or once all the white people show up with their funny little dogs and the, the Whole Foods and the Starbucks and all this other shit. You mean to tell me when the neighborhood gets gentrified and white folks start moving in, then suddenly the sun comes out. It becomes very safe. Suddenly the Democrats suddenly give a shit. And suddenly black lives matter because black lives ain't black lives no more. They're white lives now. They're middle and upper class lives, right? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. None of the, this... um can inspire me. None of this leadership, this is poor leadership, black people. I mean, seriously, this is poor leadership. These are not, I'm not saying you should go become Republicans. 
And I'm going to actually get to that point because Kamala hit that point actually during the interview. And I'm going to show you exactly what she did. I, I analyze, remember, I have a PhD. I analyze people. I can break things down in very minute, microscopic ways. And I saw exactly what Charlemagne was doing. I saw exactly what Kamala was doing. They're both smart people. They're very strategic. And, and I, I will tell you this. I'm not telling you to go out and become Republicans. And one of the things that Kamala did that I identified very clearly, and this is something that they consistently do to you to keep you in a box. She started saying at the end, when, when she started feeling the heat, when Charlemagne's like, body blow. Remember that old video game? Body blow, body blow, right hook, right hook. Anybody remember that video game where it would say, body blow, body blow? Like, he, he was like, come on, boom, boom, like punching her in the gut. Not that he would hit a woman, but you get the point. And then, uh, you know, the same way he did with Biden. And then what happens is that at some point, when you punch him enough times, eventually the facade kind of breaks down. And then suddenly Kamala goes from being uh, the solid Kamala to the irate Kamala. I mean, she got, she yelled and put her finger up in the air. And, blah, blah, blah. and I said, Ooh, you're not sounding very vice presidential right now. You sound like you, you sound like you're yelling him. Now it's really coming out. Now you, now you're showing that you're really pissed off right now because he's not playing the game. Now you're showing exactly what we, what Ice Cube and I saw when uh, he was basically doing what he was doing. He was he would call me, you know. We talked a little bit during his whole his whole thing, right? And what you're showing is um, the the inability to properly process or respond to masculine black leadership that will not just go along with your pre existing narrative. You're, you're you're now responding in a very vicious way, as white Democrats tend to do. Kamala Harris is a white Democrat. She just happens to have black skin. She she fits right in. That's why she got elected. Right. No disrespect. But that's what it is. Uh, you're, you're responding to the fact that when uh, when black people stand up and when you have masculine leadership that says, no, we're not going for the okie doke. We need new solutions that you, you get very frustrated. So she got frustrated and she started yelling at him with the same anger and irritation that people like Simone Sanders had when it came to black men speaking up and saying enough is enough. That's what you saw. You saw that same. There's a reason why her and Simone Sanders, if you don't remember Simone Sanders, Simone Sanders, how many of y'all give me a yes or no? How many of y'all remember Simone Sanders? Simone Sanders is relevant in this. Um, Simone Sanders uh, let, let me let me show you Simone Sanders. She's she's hilarious. She's she's so awesome. Uh, Simone Sanders is this lady. Uh, she kind of looks like Suge Knight. She reminds me of Suge Knight. And uh, uh, Simone Sanders is um, this big, big. I mean, you talk about like 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 we use the term strong black woman. And and I I use the term as a compliment. Like my grandma was a strong black woman. But tell me tell you how my, strong my grandma is. Her name is Felicia. She's with me everywhere. She's on. We named our Panther in the Black Business School after my grandmother. The Panther's name is Felicia. That's how I keep my grandma alive. My grandma was a strong black woman, uh, in the sense that like she was so strong that my grandma was on uh on diet not dialysis. Oh, I'm sorry. She was getting uh chemo. No, it wasn't chemo there. Radiation treatment for cancer. And she would go get her radiation and then go to work and didn't tell nobody that she was doing all this to fight her cancer. Like, I was like, Grandma, you didn't tell us. You're like, she's like, well, I didn't want to bother nobody. But, you know, sometimes things happen. And you just and I'm like, that's too strong. Right. But 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 shout out to my grandma because she held it down. She she raised five kids by herself. Never had to go beg a man for money. Uh, ne- would have more money than everybody else in the family. Perfect credit score. Saved her money. My grandma was the shit, right? So, so that, so shout out to the strong black women who hold it down in the community. And also shout out to the strong black men who will stand next to these strong black women and make sure that we have a strong black community. Ain't nothing wrong with being strong and being black. Now, Simone Sanders is a different kind of strong though. 
she's a different kind of strong. Uh, again, she's a little bit Suge Knight-ish. Uh, she's um, she she looks like she maybe like uh maybe like she could probably get like a deal like like maybe she could go play for the Cowboys or something. Like I, I heard the the Philadelphia Eagles need a defensive end, I, and the reason I say this, I'm not trying to be funny. I promise you, I'm not. Um, Simone Sanders literally is the only black person I've ever seen tackle somebody on behalf of a sitting president. Like, you know, Dr. Claude Anderson writes about Negroes like this. He, he writes about it in his book, uh, Black Labor, White Wealth. He talks about something called, uh, it's called a meritorious manumission. Meritorious manumission is when black people, black slaves were rewarded, rewarded handsomely for protecting white people. That if, if, you know, if the white, if the little white girl jumps in the lake and starts drowning and you jump in and you save her, then they will reward you. They'll give you like butter biscuits and extra chicken and, and maybe a little trophy or statue, maybe even give you your freedom. Right. So Simone Sanders is, uh, is in that category. Now, why do I bring up Simone Sanders? Well, Simone Sanders was, um, was, was, uh, was really, she was next to Kamala Harris. She was, uh, I believe Kamala Harris is, what was she, her, her chief communications advisor, or I, I can't remember. Somebody tell me what her specific role was, because I, I forget it. But Ka but she had an important role in the Kamala Harris administration. And I, I don't know what happened between these two. I don't know uh, where, I don't know if Suge got upset, you know, because, you know, that happened with Death Row Records, too. You know, then next thing you know, Easy e and he's in it with beefing with Easy and Snoop and everything. So maybe it's similar, like history replaying itself. But Kamala got, uh, so, sorry, so Simone got angry with Kamala, and Simone ends up walking away. Now she's like off, you know, tackling for somebody else or something, right? She's got that NFL contract. But 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 the thing is that when I saw Kamala, when I saw Kamala lift her finger up at Charlemagne, when I saw her screaming and hollering at him, like she was yelling at him in a way that reminded me of when Simone Sanders got upset with black men for speaking up during the election. Simone Sanders specifically said that she wanted black men to stop giving their unsolicited opinions right during the election. And what that's basically saying is shut up and dribble or shut up and sheep and shut up and do what we tell you to do. Uh, and, and they're not because they're not accustomed to masculine leadership. This is a power struggle here. This is a power struggle. Right. So so with that being said, though, I read some of the comments and I saw that some of you are not real happy with Kamala Harris. Um, I didn't vote for her. I, I didn't vote for Biden. I didn't vote for Trump. I don't vote for none of them. They, they no none of them get my, my support ever. Um, I will say also that uh, Kamala, uh, during the interview, a couple other things I noticed. One, she did a lot of talking. Uh, that was her way of trying to dominate and control the interview, in my view, to make sure that she gave Charlemagne a few, as few opportunities as possible to take jabs. It's just like a football game. If you're a football fan, you might know this. And those who are not, let me explain. If you know that a team has a great offense, then what you do is you control the ball to make sure they don't have a chance to use their offense. Or in basketball, same thing. If you know the other team is going to uh, going can can run and gun and get the ball down the court, then you slow down the offense, right? So that's basically what she was doing. She was slowing down Charlemagne's offense by doing what she what you call a ball control kind of uh, strategy, where she said, "I'm going to talk so much that by the time I get done talking." He'll barely have time to really ask any questions. But Charlemagne is also good. He stepped right in and he did a great job. He let her get it all out. And then he just went right to the body blows, right to the jabs. The other interesting thing, here's another point. I want to point this out to you because I want you to be conscious and aware of this. By the way, hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Uh, also, uh, if you want to support the channel, uh, if you're inspired to do so, 
Uh, feel free to go to intelligentblackpeople.com. That's intelligentblackpeople.com. We would love to have you as a patron on this platform. I don't think there's any other platform like it. Uh, and so your support has been is extremely critical in helping us to reach as many people as possible. We reach a million black people a week without any help or support from white people or anybody else. No corporate support, no government support that we run this show. I was the one who decided to do this video at one o'clock in the morning. I did not have to ask for permission. So your support is critical. So if you feel inclined to support, we would love, if you got it like that, we would love to have your, your, have your backing and we'll back you up too. All right. So the next thing was Kamala went down to this typical democratic party um, playbook. Uh, you know, she, she did talk about some things that were important, right? She talked about, uh, I think, I think she said, um, what is it? Uh, maternal health, which I think is extremely important. Uh, I think that this country doesn't do a good enough job when it comes to supporting the rights of mothers and the importance of parenting. One of the things that you've lost in your community is you've lost your families. When they destroyed your families, they destroyed you. When they dropped them drugs and popped that crack and start marketing that Molly through the hip hop music, they started ruining your families and destroying your community. And so Kamala mentioned the support of families, which I agree with 100%. I also wish that we would also take on some of these record labels that are making money by telling you to call each other the N-word, to rap about killing black people, to rap about harming black women, to rap about throwing away all your money, to rap about getting our young people addicted to drugs. These are our future. These are the people that we're going to need. And, and I'm going to tell you, it's hard to build anything with an 18-year-old drug addict whose half his brain is fried because some rapper done told him that it's cool to get hooked on some sort of dope that you can't come back from. That shit destroys your brain cells. They are killing your children with this nonsense and they're mass marketing things to you and about you that they never mass market to anybody else. You show me any song out here anywhere on the radio that has ever been played in history about the killing of Chinese people. Give me a yes or no. Have you ever in your life seen a song ever about the killing of Arab people? Tell me yes or no. In your life, have you ever heard a song rapping about the killing of Jewish people? In your life. Could I ever make a song about killing white women or killing white, uh, white white people or whatever? In your life, have you ever seen a song like that? No, you have not seen one, but I can point to a hundred that were rapping about killing black people that were probably put out last month. Last month. So so at the end of the day, you know, they are they, these these people, these people, these people in the power structure have a concerted desire and effort to destroy you at every available turn. So you must close ranks. You must defend yourself. You must be smarter than the average bear. You cannot fall for the okie doke. You must play chess. If you get caught playing checkers, then you will get caught slipping and you will lose. So no, I do not go along with any of this okie doke. If it don't make sense, then I'm not participating, period. If you, you're not going to get me to sign up until you can convince me that it makes sense. If it don't make sense, I'm not doing it because this country has a history of harming and destroying black people. We talked about this on Wednesday night. We did this Wednesday night. Dr. Claude Anderson, bless his soul. I talked to him this morning and we were talking about a very famous, very super famous, biggest, most famous rapper ever who, who somebody, one of his team reached out and wanted to have a meeting with Dr. Anderson. I said, don't even talk to this guy because I think he's full of crap. He ain't serious. People just love him because white people put him on TV. I don't think talking to him is going to really make a difference. Let's talk to people that actually want to get something done. I don't care if you are a celebrity. I don't care how many records you sold. I don't care how shiny your Bentley is. I don't care how much you rap about, how, how big you are, how famous you are, how many women you got. None of that stuff matters to a grown-ass man. So in this space, I encourage you to be grown-ass men and grown-ass women and not fall for the stupid little pet tricks they use to distract you and get you to focus on the things that do not matter. Next.
point. I'm going to calm down. I'm going to slow down. We're going to finish this up. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you have not done it yet. So she goes into this typical Negro spiritual that the Democrats love to use to control black people called voting rights. They, they might as well make it into a, like a church hymn, like, mm, we're going to march to the polls to Jesus. Jesus going to take us to the polls so we can all vote. We all need to vote because we're going to get massa back in office again. Oh, yes, Lord. Right? Like, literally, it's, it's, a, it's become a Negro spiritual now, this conversation about voting rights. I'm not saying the voting rights don't matter. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have the right to vote. I'm not telling you not to vote. I promise you I'm not telling you not to vote. So don't go t- let nobody ever tell you that I said that you shouldn't vote. But I'm but this negro spiritual about voting rights bothers me because if you ask me, do I think that the right for black people to vote is being taken away? I would say absolutely yes. It's being taken away by both the Democrats and the Republicans. By both the Democrats and the Republicans. Republicans don't want you to vote because they don't want you to vote for the Democrats. But the Democrats don't want you to vote because now they're letting illegal immigrants vote. They, in New York, they just passed that law. They're going to pass it all across the country. They're bringing in illegal immigrants. Again, Dr. Claude Anderson wrote about this 30 years ago. 30 years ago, he said that their goal is to replace you economically and politically. And one way they're going to do it is they're going to get you to support wide open immigration policies that will allow other people to come in and basically make you a minority minority. That's the term he used. And th- and I'll be damned if it's not happening exactly the way he wrote 30 years ago when he wrote Black Labor, White Wealth. Also, I don't know. They always talk about this ID, voter ID laws, like, like somehow being asked to show your ID is impossible for black people like you just so backward you so ignorant you can't even get an id how many of y'all got an id give me a yes if it's in the chat everybody who has an id please say yes and 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 then i'm going to ask you another question i don't understand it's really confusing to me i'm sorry maybe i'm at maybe i'm just going to be the dumb the dumb motherfucker in the room i have no idea but but how you expect every black person or how how are you going to get offended when we have to show id in order to vote but you're okay with us having to uh, show a vaccination card to get into a restaurant. I don't get that. And like, I would imagine getting an ID is probably easier than getting a vax card. But you're telling me I need a vax card, but, you, but you're, mag- you're telling me I don't need an ID. I don't understand that. I don't understand. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. You, you just, I, I'd love for them to make it make sense. Please make it make sense. I just don't get it. I, I hear it. I hear it. I'm not making fun of you. If you chose to jab or not jab, I believe that's a personal choice. That's my official position. I want to make that clear. I'm not making fun of you. If you got the jab, half my family got it. Half my family didn't get it. But you know what? We still a family. We still get together. We don't discriminate against each other based on our personal choice. We really don't look at this as something that is worth dividing ourselves over. So all this nonsense that says, oh, well, if you're, if you're a cousin, didn't get the jab you shouldn't invite them to thanksgiving dinner well fuck you and fuck you and the horse you rode in on because that's my cousin i'm gonna ride with him whether he's jabbed or not jabbed period you're not gonna break that bond you already did enough to divide our families you're not doing it anymore you're not gonna divide me from the people i love because they made a different choice from me so my official response on all the jab stuff is none yet if you ask me dr boyce did you get the jab none yet well, dr boyce you think i should get the jab None ya. Dr. Boys, what would what, you do? You, did you, are you a jabber or are you a non-jabber? None ya. Period. It's none of your damn business. So so talking about voting rights, the other thing about voting rights that, that just makes it like literally the dumbest conversation ever, to be honest with you, it's not that it's a bad conversation. It's that they make that the only conversation. 
That's the problem. When black people show up with a list this long of 50 things we want, they go back to, well, we're going to get you your voting rights. Do you understand what voting rights allow you to do? Do you understand that? What it does is it allows you to get it. It's it, that that's for Joe Biden. You're doing a favor for him. When you get voting rights and you vote for the Democrats, what you're basically doing is you're keeping them in power. So they want you to have voting rights so they can stay in power. So my thing is like, okay, after we fight for the voting rights, when are you going to do something for me? Because I know voting rights does a lot for you, and I'm willing to even go with that. We can go, ha <laughs> go along. Like, yeah, these Republicans, they don't want you to have no ID. We can't. We do Lord Jesus. We start singing the Negro spirit. We can do the Negro spiritual together all day long. Got to go souls to the polls, booties to the polls, right? We can do all of that, right? And, and we can talk about how terrible the Republicans are. We can talk about how they want to take away our right to vote. I will, I will play that game with you. But as long as we understand who benefits from black people having voting rights. It ain't black people because we've been voting in every damn election since the 60s and y'all ain't done a damn thing for us. I can show you a hundred Democrat run districts across this country where children are dying, the kids ain't getting educated, people can't possibly can't halfway get what they need economically, businesses are underfunded, everything's falling shit, radios playing music, Look, trap that hole, kill that hole, shoot that Negro, right? Like, like, like my God, like, like if we keep voting for y'all, we're gonna eventually be extinct. Like, like literally, I'm not gonna keep voting for my own extinction. I, I can't not make myself that stupid. It is not possible for me to make myself that stupid. Be clear. I want to be clear because sometimes when I get into it, I, I hurt people's feelings and I make you think that you should be embarrassed because you vote. No, if you want to go vote, go vote. Do that, please. Please do what works for you. I believe in freedom. That's what we, that's the goal. The goal is freedom. Freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom of thought, doing what works for you, right? Getting full information and making the decision without fear of reprisal. You ain't, this ain't 1645. This ain't, this, this is not pre-Civil War. Massa ain't gonna come beat you for doing what works best for you. And also, also the Negro minions who pressure other black people into doing what they want them to do, they should be told to promptly kiss your whole entire black ass. Seriously, you should literally just tell them, like, no, you're not going to tell me what to do. Massa Biden ain't going to tell me what to do. And your black ass ain't going to tell me what to do. So when the elections come and they're telling you who to vote for, it's okay to vote for who you want. Just stop letting people feel comfortable pressuring you into making the same choice that they make. When it comes to the jab, it's okay. Jab, no jab. I don't, do, do you, man, please. But don't let those people make you feel bad because of the choice you made. That's nonsense. That is absolute nonsense. So in, in Kamala's conversation, she spent a whole lot of time talking about voting rights, which was like, it was like the Charlie Brown. It was like an episode of Charlie Brown where the teacher talks and it, it sounds like womp, 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 Because I've heard it before. I've been hearing it for years. I, I can't hear it anymore because they repeat the same song every single time they get elected. Uh, then she starts talking. She starts to go into this whole thing where Charlemagne was trying to basically jab into this whole thing with this guy named Joe Manchin. Right. And uh, and feeling that Joe Manchin as a, as a Democrat was sort of blocking all the things that could benefit black people and everything else. And I don't disagree with that at all. I think Charlemagne's a smart man i think he hit the nail on the head with that one but here's what's interesting right every time um charlamagne was pushing camilla to talk about more that can be done uh, for black people or or the disappointments uh of the biden administration she then start she then said something that was really telling she mentioned she said don't start talking like a republican 
right? When she said, don't start talking like a Republican, Charlotte, what she was basically doing was exactly what Biden did in that first interview. It was the exact same playbook. It was basically her way of saying, if you ain't voting for the Democrats, then you ain't black, right? So, so because you're not going along with what we tell you to go along with, then we're going to do our best now to ostracize you, right? Because then she starts going into this whole coup, this whole thing that happened, uh, where where a bunch of he'll build a bunch of toothless rednecks with 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 baseball bats and 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 pocket knives, uh, to just almost took over the U.S. Capitol, which blows my mind. I don't know if anybody else has anybody else thought about any of this. I've really thought to myself. I said, what is the military budget in the United States? Let me see what is. Let me look at. Let me look. I'm a Google search. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. What is the budget for the U.S. military? The budget for the U.S. military is drum roll, please, seven hundred and sixty-six billion dollars, and that's just how much they spent um, in 2020. That doesn't count all the other years. So they're spending almost three quarters of a trillion dollars to defend this country. Pay attention now. Follow follow me on this. You're spending three quarters of a trillion dollars defending the country. Now, give me a yes or no. Do you think that maybe Capitol Hill will be considered an important strategic location for your U.S. defense? I got soldiers in here. Shout out to all the soldiers and thank you for your service. I told I, I repeatedly state how much I love my soldiers because because y'all 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 the people that make all this thing work and I'm, I will never disrespect a soldier. That you'll never let anybody, you'll never hear anybody disrespect a soldier on my platform. So, do you think that that the U.S. Capitol building that holds the most important elected officials in our country would be an important strategic location for you to be able to defend? Do you think? I mean, do you think that they? Do you think that somebody in the Pentagon sat around and said, "Hmm, okay, let's see. We we got three quarters of a trillion dollars. What are the most important places? What are the strong, the, the, the critical spots we need to defend? Do you think the Capitol building might have been somewhere on the list? What y'all think? So, so I need to, I need to really, I still have not heard anybody answer this question adequately. So, you mean to tell me that a country that spends three quarters of a trillion dollars on its military budget can't stop a bunch of toothless, ignorant, illiterate rednecks from Tennessee who came up and were just pissed off about the election. I I don't understand. Did you need like to get Simone Sanders to stand in front of the building so she could tackle all the people that ran to the door? Like, is that what you needed? You need, you need a bunch of Simone Sanders to stand up there. Like like, what did, I don't understand this. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So when I heard people say, oh, it's a false flag and all this other stuff, I'm not, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I have a funny relationship with conspiracy theories, right? I don't buy into conspiracy theories, but I know that there's always a conspiracy because your government's always had conspiracies. Conspiracies go back hundreds of years. This is documented. This is proven. But the problem is you don't know exactly what they're doing. It's it's like one of those times where it's like it's like when a, way, a when a woman thinks her man is cheating and she's going crazy about it, right? And she's like, are you cheating with her? Are you cheating with her? Are you cheating with her? And usually it's like no, 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 right? And you look kind of crazy because you're pointing at every girl. You're getting suspicious of everyone. She's like, she looked at you funny. She met you for lunch. She called you on the phone. Is it her? Is it her? So, so you look crazy because it, it's she, you get it. You're getting it wrong. But the reason that you keep going crazy is because you know, you know, in your woman instinct, or you have in your gut, you know something ain't right. You know what I'm talking about? When you know something's not right, you just don't know quite what it is. 
right? So I'm kind of like that with the U.S. government because we have this funny relationship with white folks and white supremacy. Like that is an abusive relationship. Like we really love us some white folks, right? We really do, right? We love us some white power. We love us. So come on, go ahead and admit it. You know you do, right? And, and, and in this abusive relationship, you know they cheating on you. You know they're doing you dirty. You know that they got something going on that's, that's, that's undermining the relationship because they've always done it, but you just don't know what it is. So when I think about that day on the Capitol and I sat there and I watched a bunch of um, unarmed rednecks run up on the most secure location uh, on U.S. soil with absolutely no resistance whatsoever except a couple of cops who, uh, one of whom a black man, again, back to meritorious manumission, Dr. Claude Anderson talks about this, a black man who defended the Capitol all by himself. Like, literally, one dude is like defending like the national stronghold, right? He's, he's the only line of defense between the, these these toothless rednecks and, and a coup that, that's going, that's inevitable. They inevitably are going to break into the Capitol and take over the country, right? Like, they, like that, she described it as a... um. What did Kamala use? She used terms that made you think that it was the Chinese military <clears throat> coming in to take over the United States. I think she said an, like an insurrection or something. I think she used the word insurrection. Let me look at the word. What is the definition of the word insurrection? Insurrection, a violent uprising against an authority or government. Okay. The legal definition of an insurrection is it falls under, uh, let's see here. It means to incite, assist, or engage in a full-on rebellion against the government, right? So, so a rebellion, like, like, like you taking this thing over, like you would think this is like, you know, those countries where they say the military has taken over the government and they've killed the president and they, and, and now they're, they're running the country. Like you would think that that was our country, right? But you spend a three quarters of a trillion dollars on your military, where did that money go? Did y'all did you go buy a bunch of Gucci belts with that money? Did they buy some Bentleys? What 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 did they do? Are they spending money like rappers? They've been listening to too much hip hop music. They went out uh, like to to get some Coach purses and some Louis Vuitton. Like what did they do with all that military budget? I don't understand that. Or maybe maybe you weren't defending it deliberately. Maybe you were engaged in what I call the matador defense, where you just kind of said Olay and let them go through so that you would then have something to point to when you don't have to take accountability for your own bullshit, right? Because every, so now every time I say, well, what are the Democrats doing? Why, why, why aren't y'all getting anything done? You could say, well, well, look at those Republicans. They did an, an armed insurrection. It was a rebellion. They were going to take over the United States. You really believe that a bunch of toothless, disorganized rednecks from the backwoods of Montana and Tennessee wearing a uh, one guy has some buffalo horns on his head, right? You remember that? And he's like, you really, and it's about half of them were women, you know, like, like you really think that these people and they were women, but they weren't like Simone Sanders kind of women. They were just like, like regular women. Like, like they just like, they're proud to have vaginas. They're proud to be female, right? They're not going to go tackle nobody. These are, you know, they, but, but they, but they were Trump supporters, right? That's what they were. A lot of y'all ain't Trump supporters and it's okay. I'm not judging you or some of you are. It's okay. I don't care about any of that. Right. So, so that's the part that makes me just say, what was going on here? What was happening here? And here's another interesting point. Let me ask y'all a question. Give me a yes or no. Was the um, riot on the Capitol, was that the only riot that happened in 2020? Seriously, let me ask you this. Was that was that the only riot? Like, was there no other riots anywhere in the United States that year? Give, give me a yes or no. 
What do you think? Were there other riots that occurred anywhere else? Did any were there any other, you know, was that was that the only only time anybody in the United States got together as an arm as a bunch a big group of people went and like busted windows and you know burn you know ready to burn shit down? Seriously, anybody broke into stuff that didn't belong to them? Yes or no? Right, no, it was not. It was not. There were several hundred, several hundred riots. Several hundred riots that occurred this year. Now, I'm not talking as a Republican or a Democrat. I'm just talking as a man who 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 has a brain in his skull. I'm talking as a man. As a, as a, I'm, I'm, my wife is a college professor, just like me. We watch we watch the news. We're like, damn, they burning shit down again today. Woof. They busting windows. Is anybody gonna stop them? They just wow. They just running in there, and just grabbing whatever they want. They oh, wait. That's a black owned business. They burning down black owned. Where'd that white man come from? Why is the white man walking through the hood systematically busting windows? Who delivered that truck full of bricks? Like, like almost like somebody planned this in advance. What's going on here, right? These are the questions my wife and I are asking during this whole situation. So what I'm saying to you, black people, intelligent black people, I'm talking to intelligent people here. Now, that doesn't mean you have to agree. It just means you have to think. Something was going on. What you were engaged in, what you were observing was what, it, what you might refer to as political theater. That's what it was. It was mass manipulation. It was psychological manipulation to get you to make a certain decision when it came to election time. It was it's designed to create fear, anxiety, uh, to, to get you to lose focus on the key issues, to get you distracted. These, these are weapons of mass distraction that have been used in politics for hundreds, maybe thousands of years. So when I when I saw that interview with Charlemagne and um, Kamala, I was going to say Kathy Wood. That means I must be sleepy. Charlemagne and Kamala. Um, I thought Charlemagne did a great job. It was really nice to see him hold her feet to the fire. He was very honest with her. A lot of black folks are not going to go support these Democrats anymore. Um, she got rattled, just like Joe Biden did. Uh, she she went to that same playbook that Biden went to, where they had the random person interrupt the interview, saying, "I'm sorry, she's got to go," and blah 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 blah. I've never ever seen that happen on a major TV show before. Has anybody ever seen an interview where a vice president was being interviewed on a major television network, and had somebody, some random Joe Blow, sitting on the side? Come step into the interview, put their face in the camera, and say, "I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, but but she's got to go." I've never, ever seen that. And it just so happened at the moment where the heat was getting hot. So uh, to some extent, I congratulate black people because this is grassroots. Like the Charlemagne's and the people like that, they're getting this energy, these ideas from you. They're getting it from you. I did a poll with you guys and 90 something percent of y'all are pissed off at the Bidens and Kamala and, and all this other stuff. Seriously, like 90 something percent of you. And what is happening is that the black elite are trying to hold the lid on the pot that is boiling over. You are participating in what could be described as a black political revolution, a black economic revolution, a black rebellion, unlike anything that these people have seen for a very long time. One day they may get on board. Maybe they won't. It doesn't really matter. Because if you continue to be intelligent, if you continue to make sure that you you don't let your eyes deceive you, don't get to the point where they can tell you that things are going left when really they're going right, that up is down and down is up. If you, As long as you keep focused on the things that matter to you, 
and follow your own spirit, then you're going to win. They cannot defeat you. They're not, they're not built like you. They're not strong like you. You, you. We built all this from nothing, right? Seriously, like that's why, you know, when, when people like myself and Dr. Anderson and some others, when we meet celebrities, Negroes on TV, we're not impressed. We're not impressed at all because we see right through the facade. We're like, oh yeah, you're, you're, you're really, you really feel like you're successful and strong because you basically earn favor with the individuals who control media and they put you on TV, which made people falsely believe that you are some sort of black leader and that you somehow have the fortitude necessary to lead the community. And we know that that's simply not true because you've never built anything with your bare hands. You've never built anything on your own. So all the people in the community, the reason I congratulate you, the reason I will ride with you to the end of time is because you are the strongest people in this country and you're the ones who are going to move this community forward. It won't be those fake, weak, flimsy ass politicians on TV. They're, they're, they're just not built for a fight. They, they can't. They can't stand up to Massa because Massa has been feeding them for the last 30 years. All right. So anyway, I'm going to go, guys. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Also, uh, if you want to know what we have going on this week uh, with the book club and everything else, go to boycewalkins.com. You can join the book club for free. Every Wednesday night, we read Black Labor, White Wealth by Dr. Claude Anderson. We are now on page 175. This week, we're going to talk about strategies for Black economic empowerment. And he's got eight strategies related to leadership, um, wealth and capital formation, and uh, let's see, wealth and group economics, etc. So we're going to be covering this. Uh, and somebody said, get some rest, Doc. You're absolutely right. Uh, I, I I had to do this video because I saw the interview and I just thought Charlemagne did a great job. So shout out to Charlemagne for doing a wonderful job in the interview. Uh, also, last but not least, don't forget that we are also investors. So if you want to join us for stock market investing class, you can do a free trial in the class. Go to boycewalkins.com. It's all there. So God bless you. Have a great day. Love you. And uh, also my wife, Dr. Alicia, sends her love as well. I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out. I'll talk to you guys soon. Be good. Peace. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn into intelligence. Believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down beyond Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.